0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching Final Round Pinball Podcast. It's player versus player and player versus machine. Welcome to the final round.
1: You go. I don't want to go.
0: Okay. Hello, everybody. This is Martin starting this podcast, doing a fantastic job of it. Welcome to the final round pinball
1: podcast. It's already fucked it up. I mean, <laughs> that's the quickest tune out we've ever had. Ever. Well, this is, why, this is
0: why you go, oh, you do it. I'm like, why? Why would you want me to? This is what's happened. So...
1: If you're hanging around, don't worry. I'm here. My name is Jeff Teolis. Yes, that is Marty Robbins. This is episode 71 of Final Round. Can't believe we're still going. Uh,
0: I really, I honestly sometimes wish we weren't. No, that's not true.
1: I wasn't talking podcast. I was talking life. Like, seriously. I, yeah, that's what I was talking oh, about. Okay, okay. Yeah, podcast <laughs> easy. Because yes. you've had a busy week or two, haven't you, Marty, since the last time we talked on this podcast? Have I? What about? What's happened? I don't know. Why don't you spill the beans? Since you are the official spokesman of Haggis, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. He has said it all along. It's not Damien. It's Martin Robbins. Go ahead. Tell us everything. So
0: if that's the case, why wasn't I on the Kerry Hardy interview?
1: Ooh, snap.
0: Yeah, right? Well, I mean, I was. But I, was just, I was just in the background. Um, yeah. So, yes, we thanked you for bringing it up. Because everybody, remember, that is the rule. I do not bring it up. Jeff brings it up. That's the only way I talk about it. So, yes, Centaur Revisited was revealed.
1: Very exciting. It looks fantastic. Different version. You've got a color version if you want, if you're so inclined, for the Orblivion edition. And um, I'm on the outside looking in, like everyone else in this podcast. You're on the very small inside for, for the company Haggis. So, for everybody else, you know, we... We're excited for new announcements, new titles. Uh, we knew it was going to be a ballet. You had the teaser, which gave us a clue. or Maybe it did. It Was going to be 8-Ball Deluxe? Was it going to be Centaur? Who knew? And it turned out to be Centaur with a little more. And what made you guys decide to do this? It's a little different than when you did Fathom because you had a, kind of a Fathom original for a layperson's uh, sake. And then you had the, the 2.0, the Revisited. And it looks like Centaur is kind of revisited, and then the next level. And then up, yeah. Look, to be obvious, it was because...
0: So, the, the original with Fathom, we had the classic version, and then we had the Mermaid Edition, right? That's it. Yeah, and so we did that because we thought the purists would want a like-for-like like game that was more an in line with the original, without all the bells and whistles. We didn't sell many, to be honest, not a lot
1: at all. You're talking about the original Fathom without the Mermaid stuff.
0: Yeah, the classic edition. Mm-hmm. Just the, the entry-level classic edition. Sold very little. And I'm, I am because Damien hasn't given out that number, I'm not going to give out the number here. But very little. So, you know, when we had that whole, let's call it plus gate. <laughs> I just wanted to call it plus gate. It's not many games. Very few. So, it didn't matter. Anyway, so throughout the, the, the time that we've been speaking to people at shows... We've been asking for feedback, and, and what we really came to the conclusion was, which was obvious, but we didn't know at the time, is that a purist will never buy this game, no matter what. Look at the original. It's not an original. They will buy an original and restore an original. So they weren't buying it. The only reason people really bought the classic was because we'd run out of the Mermaid Edition. So what we decided this time around was, well, let's not make a classic. Nobody wants it. Because also what you've got to remember is the Beast Edition, which is now the level of the Mermaid Edition, when you're playing the original rule sets, it looks like the original game. It's black and white with a spot of red, and all the inserts are the original colours. So if you want the original experience, it's there, but then you just push the right flipper and all of a sudden, all the colored light come on, and... That's what we've done.
1: Do you want my honest opinion? And I know you're a friend, and I'm <laughs> talking to the thousands <laughs> yes. and thousands of people listening to this podcast. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. My
1: 100% honest opinion. Sure. You already know it. I bought one.
0: Well, yeah, I know that. Well, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. You well, bought that, one. Well, yeah.
1: that's obviously saying I'm pretty excited about this game and, and what it has. And again, for me, I, I, like I love what you did with Fathom. Fathom was a game before. I never really played it much. Didn't see it much. It was okay. It was fine. But the old code was really for a tournament player like myself, hit the stand up, shoot the spinner. There is nothing else. That's it. Obviously, Mermaid is definitely not that. It is so much more. And uh, it made Revisited wonderful. And I've played it a few times. And then I was there firsthand at Texas. And I saw the reaction of people who are seeing it for the first time for many people. You and Damien and, and Georgia and everyone else saw it. So. Not surprised you went this way. Happy you went this way. It looks like the feedback's been pretty good. You mentioned Kerry Hardy. That was very nice, very exciting. I know Zach Many also was uh, pretty thrilled at flipping out. I, sh- I assume your other distributors are as well. I'm thrilled yep. to be getting it, but I- I've told yep. a few people. Do you want to know what they said to me? What's that? Do you want to guess? You don't have to guess. I'll- I won't put you on the spot. Bryce? oh yeah oh my god it's that much money it's a single level playfield i went hold the fuck on a second don't you give me (laughs) the single level playfield bullshit after we've just seen bond 60th after we've just praised and loved pulp fiction i know there's a subway it's still single level i don't care what you say and i've always loved tna so don't give me that bullshit i've always loved centaur and now i get this much and more the price Hmm. So I've had two people say, uh, not two people, I've had two comments when I bought this thing and, and told some friends, oh my God, it's going to cost a lot. I'm like, mm, really? Um, do you not think by the time I get that game, which I don't care when I get it, I get it when I get it, you don't think prices won't go up, hmm. uh, in other things? Cause we've, that seems to be the pattern. What is it? A 4% inflation rate Stern, for example, is going into a brand new manufacturing building. I, I don't know if they're going to increase it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. It's just the way everything is going, and, and everybody's prices are increasing. So I'd be shocked if companies all across the board didn't increase the price. So by the time I get this price, oh, and I, I assume my price is locked in, it's fixed, correct? Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: It, sure. Yes, it is? No, it is. And and look,
0: so because we, we, we've had some, obviously, some inquiries come our way directly about it. And my answer to them is the answer that I'll say now, and that is that at the time of Fathom, we, we put that price out there, and then- Straight after that, Ian, thank you, ruined everyone's lives and the pandemic happened. And so what happened is all these prices went up and they haven't come back down. The delays happened with supply chains, all this stuff. They haven't gotten that much better. So the price itself is not – we didn't look at the market and go, oh, what is it that we can do to fleece people? We looked at them and went – what, what is actually now a viable product for us to stay as a business? And that's the price of the machine. That's just what it is. It's low run. There's only 300 of them. So it's not like we can buy 5,000 parts, 10,000 of this, 25,000 of that. It's a low run machine. It's We call it coach built. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're, we're, we're trying to make it the, the build quality premium. So that's what it is. And... You know, with Fathom, even though all the bomb went up, we still honoured that price. And I, I mean, it sounds like I'm trying to be defensive. I'm not.
1: But prices went up under- and you still maintain the original price. So, that's pretty cool.
0: Correct. Your, your if costs you can, went up. Correct. And that's what I was going to say. There were some instances where people had, had already put a deposit down on a machine and then that price went up. Well, we didn't do that. We just honoured Fathom. But... It's now just been a market shift. We've now just altered our price accordingly. And as Damien says, and we we have a catchphrase at the factory as well, like nobody's buying a Ferrari off this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And like I say, by the time I get the game, I bet your prices across the board have gone up on everybody else. Oh, for sure. So that's the other thing people said is, oh, well, when will you get it? And I'm like, I don't really care when I get it. If I get it in a year, I'm thrilled. If I get it in two years, I'll be fine with that too. I have to sell a game. To bring this in for spacing and it's not like I've got this void, I'll be fine. And whenever it comes in, great. I don't have to be the first one out. Uh Let's let's see how they go and I'm sure they'll be great, but um, I'm in no hurry. I get it when I get it. Yeah. By the way, for those people like, oh, fuck, they say it could be 2025. I'm like, really? How many people have ordered uh, Elvira House of Horrors or Tactus <laughs> Canyon or... Pulp Fiction, or I know every I know. Like Spooky took a long time. Every company, every company has had some delays and stuff, especially post Ian, post COVID. So sure, I get that. I, I I get that. And like I said
0: last episode, it, people can have these opinions, and that's fine. It, it's okay. I can all I can do is do my best, and my best as the head of design at, at Haggis is to make sure that this game looks as beautiful as it can be so the majority of what you see on the machine is what i've done in my design team that i've got so it's in safe hands as far as how it looks my question to you that i've been dying to ask and i know which one you got i got the beast no okay cool i just didn't want to put it out there yeah the main thing i was really wanting to see what was what people's reaction to the color version was and let me state the first thing that we had to do which was from the outset was it has to only be an option you can't lock people in so if you get an oblivion you have the option of the original black and white or we call it black white red black and white red art or the color version so if you don't want color that's fine and obviously the reaction from the internet well the reaction to everything has just been very mixed but the people that have bought it love the color the people that haven't bought it hate the color what are your thoughts
1: be honest that makes sense. If I had the option, I would have got black and white. That's just me because that's sure. it's the uniqueness of that specific game. Now, yep. that being said, also want to go back to the monsters when they did the black and white one, I loved that edition, and I know it was also mixed too. I know even Franchi himself, when he designed it, it was never meant to be black and white. I don't believe from what Franchi told me, um, they kind of made it black and white. And he said, oh, I would've changed things if I knew it was black and white. That's yeah. you know, he's got different tools in his artist bag to do that. But, um, I've always liked Centaur, I've always loved that game. And now I can buy one that has extra code that is not 40 some odd years old, that has an incredible play field that, uh, you know, isn't going to chip and all that kind of good stuff. And my only worry is that here's one of the great assurances of buying the game is I might have an immediate line to somebody in the company that if I have any problems or any concerns, they're (laughs) going to, I'm going to make their ear ring just a little bit, but I don't have any concerns.
0: But you're not, but you're not the, you're not the only person like I, like whether, whether people know me or not, you still get the same level of service. Sorry. You you just do
1: like, and that's what, that's what people. I can be extra bitchy though. I can really lay it on thick. I've got that magic in me. So sure, No, you, you. But I know what you're saying. Your service is great. Everyone talks about how great the service is. and so That is why you deal with, uh, you know, companies like Haggis and other companies too. That's why you deal with distributors. Uh, do you have that backing? So that's a nice, you know, it's a big purchase. Obviously you want that to make sure everything's okay. The only thing I'm worried about is your fucking trickery. I know I'm going to get the game and I'm going to look at it and it's going to say, that doesn't say centaur. That says cuntar. He fucking yeah. switched Switch the. E- That's what I'm worried about. Uh, well, way to ruin the fucking surprise. Oh, Jeez. It.
0: So it, it will literally be yours. Will be the cunt edition. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll have to do. I'll have to do something
1: inside the cab so I can sell it again if I ever have to. All right. Not just like. But just just so you know, like dicks all over it. I know, like. <laughs>
0: Because, okay, so what you also need to know, like the, the art that goes on these games, I do the art as in I physically print the art. The art that goes on the play field, I print that. The art that goes on the, the decals on the cab, I print that. I do the back glass. I do the plastics. I do all of it. I do the apron. So people have asked if we can do customized items for them. And so I've done custom aprons in particular is the, the number one thing that I do. I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The People have just asked. They said, hey, can I get this? Yeah. So, what you get is a you get a custom apron, but also you get a standard apron as well. So, if you wanted to actually ever sell the machine, you know, you could put that one back on. So, what I'm saying to you is, um, surprise when you open up your game is really that. Yep. That's going to happen in advance. You're welcome.
1: So... You say you're welcome, but who's the joke on? The joke's gonna be on me and Oh, <laughs> uh, all that money spent. Ah, uh, giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> yes. Oh wow.
0: I feel so bad having now multiple aprons and a machine that's now one of one. So I guess. Look, so it is it's not it's not one of those services that we've advertised, but I've just had people reach out and say, Hey, can we get some customization? So I'm saying to everybody, if you want a sent or a visited and you want some customization, just reach out and we'll see what we can do. Aprons, easy. Really? That's pretty cool. Well, it's because everything that you see pretty much visually with the game, I create. So the decals, I print. Uh, the play fields, I print. The back glass, I print. The plastics, I print. What else is printed? I think that's pretty much it. So I print them, and we don't, like, print 5,000 at a time. That's that's not how our manufacturing works. So I do them in batches. So if anybody wants customization, I can just change the file when I go to print. That's all. It's easy.
1: I won't have any prolapsed anuses on there, will I?
0: Uh, I wish you would just stop ruining the surprise now. because oh, please stop. Yeah, you know. Oh. So. Basically, destroy rectum. <laughs> oh, <this looks laughs> oh, like, yeah, geez. custom call-outs on your machine. That's what's happening. So, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what? Yeah. You can put on that uh, Hall & Oates song or whatever that the guy. You're a <laughs> you cunt. You can definitely oh, put that yeah. on. Feel free to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, Every time you restart. <laughs>
0: yes, correct. <laughs> you're a cunt
1: okay yeah. well actually well
0: actually we would put code in your game so you can't actually start the game and every time you hit the start button it just says here i can't and that's it that's the end of your game no more
1: money well spent <laughs> yes you probably
0: look at that and go hey you know it's a pretty cool item to show off so you come go. on
1: over league night jeff's house what the hell <laughs> nice nice okay we didn't spend this much time on Punny Factory or Space Hunt. We did a little on Space Hunt. I feel a little guilty.
0: I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Space Hunt, sure, whatever. That's not that's what I'm here to talk about. Punny Factory, I would, if I was in the market and I had a, a decent collection, I just wanted to have, you know, one for just, not, I was going to say for shits and giggles, but just one that was just kind of unique and different, I would totally be in on a Punny Factory just because I feel like there's a bit of kinship there because in a way it kind of reminds me of Celts. In that it's, you know, single level. The lighting looks great. I saw the, the recent video footage of it. So if I like Celts, I should like Funny Factory. So I can't really rubbish it. But I don't know. There's just something about that game. It's my thing. And this whole thing about, oh, God, do we bring up this whole thing about single level playfields? Because everyone's like, oh, you know, money. Single. Do you know how much a ramp costs? Not much at all. Fuck all. Yeah. Is the answer to that. So it's, it's a perception thing. Which I I get, I understand. So there you have it.
1: Yeah. It's never bothered me. Doesn't matter. Give me a good game. That's all I care about. Now, before we get on to the next thing, I might see punny factor. Maybe this week, by the time this airs, I will either be on my way or in Edmonton for Yegpin. Yegpin is uh, Canada's biggest tournament uh, with Derek Thompson and his crew there. The um, Die Hard Pinball, it's just so damn good. I, I think this is my fourth, maybe fifth time going. It's always on the calendar. Wonderful facility, this huge Millennium place. He's done so much work, and this is basically a pinberg not Pinburg, Pinberg-esque, match play format tournament that is so much fun and, and we just don't get to see that because it takes a lot of machines to do that and a lot of different era machines so i'm looking forward to that but but they also have a huge gameplay area so maybe i'll see plenty factor there who knows they've got so many other good games to see i'll finally maybe get to play pulp fiction there's gonna be one there a lot of gtfs and and other new games so yeah it'll be good I think I've asked this before, but can I ask again, and I'll have this in in a two-part question. First of all,
0: where is Edmonton and where's J.P. going to be? And how do people get there?
1: Like, is it easy to get to? I'm flying. It's a major city in Canada, Edmonton. It's in mid-northern Alberta, I would say. It's certainly north of uh, Calgary. Those are the two biggest cities in Alberta, which is right beside British Columbia. So got a little bit of prairies depending on where you are, but you can kind of see the mountains to the west beautiful city it's uh I, I have a lot of relatives in Alberta in fact uh, in Calgary and they held this at this place called Millennium Millennium place I think it's called it's just this huge compound of lots of swimming pools they hold this on two big I want to say almost ice rinks but they're not ice rinks they're indoor ice rinks or maybe they are ice rinks I don't know it's just it's very stadium like it's just so
0: you know ice rinks don't have to be outside I'm just saying like it's just you keep going
1: No, I know, Uh, but I'm just saying that's the size of it. Picture the size of a hockey rink and it would be two of those. And one side is all uh, free play area and vendors and all kinds of good things there. And then the other side is the competition, so there's food in there the hotels are on there there's places to eat so it's a it's a good time had by all and people for you know Carl D'Angelo Jim Belsito, they're going to come up from California and and others uh, will make the trek too so for Canadians it's probably a lot easier because we have a lot of direct flights there it might be a little more difficult I know the guys in Chicago uh, were having a little difficulty Seattle it's a piece of cake but Anyway, that's the and you'll be able to watch that uh, again on Die Hard Pinball. They're going to be streaming that a big event. It's too bad it runs at the same time as Pack, which is going on right now, and I, I'm looking forward to that.
0: I was just about to say, cause, because if people are going to make the effort to fly all the way around the other side of the world to Australia, people should be able to get to Canada, eh? Because mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce Canada. It's yes. always got an A on the end. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, that, you're correct. Pack has started 10 days of pinball Goodness. So...
1: Oh, the timing can't be good for you. you I mean, obviously, the Haggis release would be... T- you, you must be just so busy right now to be at Pack, I would guess.
0: Mm, yes. But you never know. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all i say. I don't oh, know. We, oh. we, we, may be, we may try and get up there if we can. If you can, yeah.
1: I, but it would yeah. be understandable if you didn't. I mean, uh, with this big sure. release in the orders. And-,
0: and then we've got, we've got Tazpin like, I don't know, a week after. So... Yeah. There's events are happening right now, so we'll see what we can do. We might be able to get to some of them, maybe one, maybe two, maybe none, maybe a 100. Who knows?
1: So we haven't seen it yet. comes out, I think, probably Tuesday, I think, at Comic-Con, but we're recording this on the weekend before the Tuesday it's released. Venom being announced by Stern. Yes. Comic edition, we know that uh, Brian Eddy's doing the game. We know that Dwight Sullivan, along with Raymond Davidson, doing the code artwork zombie Yeti. i'm excited to see this mm. I, I know there's some fatigue with superheroes and the marvel and it seems a lot like the same well that being said you heard me last week and boy did i get shit out of her saying i don't really give a shit about the theme like <laughs> when i may have shit on jurassic park i'm like the game is awesome i just care less about the theme <laughs> yes
0: you did you did get some shit for that too here's here's what i think about this I'm probably one of these people that's also getting a little bit fatigued about superheroes and in particular, like comic art. I think I'd love to see some sort of evolution there. However,
1: we haven't seen it yet.
0: No, we haven't. But I, for me, this kind of reminds me of Deadpool in that I'm like, really? Does this deserve its own game? It's just Deadpool. Venom's not really that well regarded as a movie. And, as a particular villain or hero or anti hero, whatever you want to call it, he's not like on the number one list. Like the, the, the movies have been considered pretty poor. Mm-hmm. So, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is because if Deadpool can turn out to be one of the best games ever, then so can this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, I'm excited to see it. Probably a few weeks before I get to play it, but, um, We'll definitely have the stream. I'm sure Deadflip will have it. So actually, I, you know, Deadflip, um, I think we talked about this before. Jack Danger has said he's kind of, he certainly has uh, shut down Deadflip as far as on a regular basis uh, Yeah, and and good in the sense that good. Cause you're making good games like Foo Fighters and Jurassic Park. Oh, Hit, man. And if it, that's keeping you busy, dude, we got streamers out there. That's fine. Do, do the bread and butter and, and make more great games like you're doing. No, exactly. But he did come on recently and had, um, I guess it was a Bond code update. So I watched a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, look, as, look. You know, with me, I've had to stop streaming just because my day life in pinball has just become so much that I just don't have, I don't have the energy to do streaming.
1: The truth is two weeks before each podcast, he's writing podcast material down nonstop. And it's just, and then, oh fuck, I should probably do work at Haggis. I should probably you know, pay <laughs> attention to my family, but no, it's the podcast. It's final yeah, It's, it's fun the podcast. Around. is number one. Jeff I know you're busy. Yeah. Uh, sorry.
0: But that's what, but I'm just saying that's the reason why I, I sort of stopped streaming was just because just something had to give. And he was doing a lot more streaming and also working for a much bigger company. So, the fact that he's sort of gone, look, I, I just can't do this anymore. Absolutely. What would I rather? Would I rather Jack change up stream or would I rather more games like Foo Fighters? The answer is Foo Fighters. very easy.
1: Oh, my God. Played it again today. It is such a fun game. And
0: Oh, my God. Isn't it good? Yeah. So, if that means that he now has that, well, more importantly... He actually has more time for his family, right? That's yeah, yeah. number one. Personally, I don't care. I just want good games. But Selfishly. But sure. family as, as well. I guess that's important. I, I, yeah, for sure. But, you know, like it, it does take mental energy. It takes actual physical energy to design pinball machines. So if he's now got that time that he's spending with his family and back on the games, then I think we're all better
1: off for it. And who's making games at Stern? I mean, we know Brian Eddy's got this one. We know Borg's doing it. We've got uh, some guy named Keith Elwin, who, uh, Hmm. you know, a rookie, uh, certainly not a seasoned veteran by any means.
0: No, not
1: yet. You're an idiot. And uh, if Gomez (laughs) still tries to make games once in a while, so I guess, you know, the big move is happening in weeks from what I heard. I thought it was August. Uh, that's what I heard when I was on Slamtail podcast. You weren't on that show. They didn't ask you. It was just me. Interesting. No, anyway. No, they didn't. Well, there was a reason for it. Quit your bitching. But uh, the, uh, I had to plug you or I knew I'd hear no end from it, from you. So. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I'm completely indifferent. Keep uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, uh, they were saying, I think the big move for the factory is in August. So, hmm, bigger factory, more manufacturing, yep. maybe we get back to more cornerstones. Per year? well
0: yeah i hope so yeah so venom apparently going into production in september so that gives them a month to settle in
1: i still think based on history and i know nothing mm. they're not done in this calendar year they're gonna have something right before christmas don't you think maybe oh it's only july i'm trying yeah. to remember monsters if that was a late december or an early january release but you oh, know, there's the big shows, it was CES, uh, whatever it is in Vegas. They like to be there, too. They're, they're at Comic-Con right now. So they got to have another one ready to go, I guess. I'm hoping. I think so. Yeah, no, I, I, I would say, yeah, six months. Whether it's a vault, whether whatever it is.
0: Well, yeah, and again, people are still, and I just don't know whether it is wishful thinking, but people still are on the rumour mill about them vaulting a game of some kind. And again, I don't know whether people actually know or whether it is just wishful thinking but who knows so maybe that's what it'll be who knows i don't know i don't know i just i I, i've probably said this before but i just say that i don't think there really are the numbers or the, the number of units that people think from a vault than there is to actually doing a brand new title so they're better off just focusing on new games
1: sure yeah for sure so venom's out and uh we're talking about new games and stuff and Seeing a lot of movie themes. We'll get to the Jurassic Park comment, but I wanna okay, a little tangent here. I know it's a shocker. We we, I usually, know, wow. st- we usually stick to pinball and nothing but pinball. <laughs> but uh I've seen a few movies lately now I know that you see a lot of movies. You don't pay for any of them. You illegally pirate them to the point where SAG Not has true. to go on strike and, uh, the writers have been on strike people are <laughs> out of work, um, for sure. because of assholes yeah. like yourself, but, um, I actually go to the theater and, and show sure you contribute. um, uh, in fact, I've seen four movies in the last probably three, four weeks. Okay. My son and I totally love that animated Spider-Man movie. My God, just movie magic with that. But I'm going to give you three other movies I saw, and I want you to rank them, what you think I liked the best and which I disliked the most. I will give you the three titles. I haven't said this anywhere on social media. We haven't talked about this. Okay, no. Play along at home in the non-pinball game that is What Movies Did Jeff Like? Here are the three (laughs) movies. They're big ones. You might have heard of them. All right. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay, yep, yep. The Flash movie. Okay, yes. And just a couple days ago with my wife, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, part one. Okay. Big blockbuster movies. What did Jeff like the most and what did he... There's one movie I specifically did not like. In fact, I wanted to leave an hour into it. Oh, okay. Well, now you've given me too too much information because... I'm helping the people along at home. There's thousands playing.
0: Okay, no, but the, the, you're not—you're you're helping me too much because I don't know if you remember this. There was, <laughs> oh my god, there was actually there was a movie that you were in where I actually feel you probably spent more time messaging me whilst you were in oh, the cinema watching this movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you were <laughs>
0: telling me how
1: shit the movie was. Okay, so you know the answer.
0: <laughs> I know the answer to that one.
1: Well, g- so. give the shittiest movie, and I mean a shit fest.
0: Okay, it was Indiana Jones.
1: Take a turd in that fucking hat of yours, Indy. Call it a day. What a yeah. piece of crap that was.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Turd. And it's geared right for me. Guy in his 50s, grew up watching Indiana Jones. I've seen all the movies in the theater. Excited to go. I think I went opening night. What a fucking mm. shit show.
0: Yeah. Look, as I saw, I had the inside scoop because <laughs> you were messaging me. Yeah. And I wish like, I just could be bothered getting my yeah. phone to read out the messages. But they were they were hilarious. And, oh. and in, it was, I guess, one of those things. It's okay to say you hate something. But to say something is just not relevant, that's really insulting. And that was the gist of it. At was, one
1: point, I had to take a piss. And I thought, fuck, do I even go back? Yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've I've actually only ever walked out of one movie, and it's bizarre that I did because what you're going to say as a as a kid, I was obsessed with 3D movies. Obsessed. Used to watch every 3D movie. I walked out of Jaws 3D just because it was terrible. I mean, Treasure of the Four Crowns is a terrible game. If anyone's ever seen that movie, it is a complete Indiana Jones rip off. Nice segue there, but. Poorly acted, poorly filmed, but it was 3D. It was still fun. But Jaws 3D, oh, terrible. All right. So we've now got to get on to your next two movies. Now, this is where it gets interesting because Mm -hmm. I've obviously I haven't seen any any of these movies. I do actually want to see. I do want to see The Flash, and I do kind of want to see. I
1: don't really want to see Mission Impossible. My partner does. Anyway. I'm going to give you another clue. Or do you want one? Okay. I think I know, but. I've seen this movie more than once in the theater now.
0: As in your best. Your favourite movie out of those three. Okay, okay, cool. So this is what I'm going to say. I think think The Flash is a bit of a wild card, but also Mission Impossible is too. So what I know about The Flash is that everybody said it was going to be the next blockbuster. It was going to be the next big hit. It was going to save DC. It was going to just have this whole new franchise. And apparently after one week, everyone said it's a shit movie and, and all the cinemas took it off. I know nothing about Mission Impossible. Nothing. Absolutely nothing, except that (laughs) it's a movie that exists. That's my review.
1: Classic review. Um,
0: Classic (laughs) review. Classic, buddy. So, what I'm going to say is I think that Mission Impossible was the surprise hit and that it was- It's been. I think it's been a while since we've had a Mission Impossible, and maybe they've done a sort of a mini reboot of it. That's just going to be my guess. That that was a good one, and Flash was sort of it was okay, but it was sort of mediocre. There you go. I'm locking those answers in.
1: So it's so funny. Your reviews were surprise hit and mediocre. Mm. You are bang on correct. Just the wrong. Oh really? Wrong movies. So the Flash I have seen in the theater not once, not twice, three times. It was a fucking great movie. Now, Oh, my God. Here is a perfect example of separating the art from the artist. Because yes, the I know, because plays, good old Ezra's had some problems. Yeah, is a horrible human being from things he's done in the past 18 months. No question. No argument. I kind of knew what he did. I don't really want to know what he did. I'm looking at a guy who's playing Barry Allen and The Flash. That's all I care about. Okay. Kevin Spacey is a fucking monster of, uh, and we're hearing things that that he did. Just a horrible, horrible human being. Um, fuck, am I going to get canceled by saying I thought he was one of the best actors I've ever seen in my life?
0: No, you can separate those two things objectively. I do. Separate. Objectively, he was a fantastic actor. Objectively, you cannot. Like, I'm not. A big, I was never a big fan of his. I'd always thought he was a bit overrated, but he's a good actor. Um, he's also a monster.
1: Yep. Yep. But he is a, so I can say in one breath, loved his performance, don't like the human being. I can yeah. make that separation. Sure. And some people can't. I don't see Kevin Spacey on screen. I see Frank Underwood or I see whoever the other characters are. And yep. sure. I, I, I wish those things didn't happen, but I'm immersed when I watch movies and stuff. And when I go to the theater, I always sit in the back row so that no one's behind me talking in my ear. And, you know, I, I really just kind of, get into it. And uh, The Flash was great. So why the big reason I like Flash? Michael Keaton was so fucking good as Batman. Okay. And the girl who played Supergirl was spectacular. Okay, so you, you, you're giving too much
0: away now because I know nothing about this and I don't want to know about all these cameos and all this kind of stuff, right? Okay. Um, I really want to watch Flash. I just, there's yeah. something about it and the premise that I know about it, which isn't all that much, where I'm like, I wanted that to be really good and then I heard that it wasn't good, but now you're saying it's really good. I want it to be good. So I'm going to- you can't see my inverted commas here, but I'm going to go to the cinema.
1: No, you're not, because it gets digitally released on the 18th. You don't have to.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, my, my main, When I say go to the cinema, I've literally got a home cinema.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Tuesday you'll be able to I can to do that whenever. It. Yeah, okay, cool. Now, I had a buddy over last week for dinner, him and his wife, and Ann and I, uh, we entertained them and all that stuff, and he was saying, you know, I really wish I went and saw the flash. I said, Fuck, I'll go with you again. I've seen it twice. I, and he, he goes, yeah, I kind of want to see Keaton on the big screen. I go, it's good. I'll go with you. Let's do it. And I, so we went on Monday, and I said, it comes out digitally next week. You still want to do this? He goes, yeah, I got to see on the big screen. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, for sure. Good. So anyway, I like that. So Mission Impossible. I always say, if you like something, go for it. No spoilers, Mission Impossible. Are the stunts great? They're off the charts. Insanely good. Good fight scenes. Good. The car chase stuff is some of my favorite stuff. Story wasn't really the greatest. I mean, like, it just was, there were a lot of lulls there. And I was like, ah, because the last two movies have been so good, bangers, as my son would say. And uh, this one was just like, it felt a little flat. And there were so many YouTubes of, of the incredible stunt, which is an incredible stunt. So it didn't pay mm. off in the theater as much because I've seen it a thousand times on YouTube.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's why I thought when I was having a guest that I thought, Because in my mind, I thought that Flash was going to be fantastic and that Mission Impossible was going to be mediocre. But because you put me on the spot, I'm like, ooh, maybe there's a shock twist and it's the reverse. But clearly it's not. And Mission Impossible for me is kind of how Bond came – Went for me it was like you've got all the ingredients – but you're not surprising me. I've seen car chases. I've seen ski chases. Okay. I've seen
1: helicopter chases. I've seen it all. What are you doing that's new and fresh? And so. See, what I give respect to Mission Impossible and the Bond movies is the stunts are real they will cgi daniel craig's face on the actual stunt person doing whatever the motorcycle stunt and all that kind of stuff the stunts are real so that i I can't watch a fucking second here's another go ahead write in gmail i can't watch a second of the garbage that is the fast and furious franchise oh my god it's all cgi bullshit vin diesel can't act his way out of a fucking paper bag and tough guy like how are we going to get across that building I'm just going to put it and drive off the fucking Mm. floor. Fuck off. Like, come on. I say that loving Star Wars and superhero movies and all that stuff. But just Mm -hmm. Mission Impossible, at least Tom Cruise is doing the stunts. You know, at some point we're going to see him die on screen. And then the Bond stuff, you know, they set world records for some of these stunts. I love all that stuff. And you don't support it. Sag's on strike. The writer's on strike. And uh, I'm sorry it's final round. We'll get back to it.
0: Okay. Well, I can't really help you with most of that. Prime example is uh, you'll either be proud or completely non-shocked at all to know that I've not watched a second, a single second of any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Me neither. Not a second.
1: No. None. The trailer. Whatever's on the trailer is all I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And even then, I'll turn it off. Yep. Absolutely. But you know what? If you like it, listeners, you do you. We're not saying that you're trash and and hideous. We're not saying you're fuckwits. We're not saying it. Whatever you like. Whatever you're into. It would make a great pinball machine there you go uh
1: yeah 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 i'm sure yes but oh well yeah of course it would okay let me think about that really yep how is it getaway three high speed three well, is that what it is
0: sure but it's it's car chases it's adrenaline it's you know fast-paced
1: music it's call it i love high speed i love getaway. diesel call outs come on corvette is Super game. My God. Did you yeah, watch amazing if, uh, 18? Mustang, you and I have said on this program, one we of the this most game. underrated games. So, yeah, correct. Games are, so maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I guess. I'm trying to think of a car game that I don't like, and I think I like mm. them all.
0: And that's, I'm not, I love cars. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with cars. I'm not a car nut, but I love cars. So, well, I don't know. I just think car games, I mean, has there been a dud car game?
1: Well, we haven't seen it. Porsche from Homepin. Hey, Dr. John. I actually listened to the Australian pinball podcast because a bunch of people were talking about it. I thought, all right, I can listen to this at one and a half speed. Not any disrespect to John, but it was Mike from Home Pin On. And I'm like, okay, what's he going to say? He took shots at you, by the way, on the podcast.
0: Sure. He did. By saying that, that we copied his play field technology. Is that
1: one? Yep, there was that. <laughs> but, but, but you personally about, oh, I played it at... Uh, I don't know if it was Tasman or something show. I played one ball and walked away. And he said, that's impossible because Thunderbirds, it, it fires again. It's impossible to walk away from it. Cause it completes the game. And I was like, mm. he said, whoever played it, played one ball, walked away and came back and the ball was still in the shoe lane. He said, that's impossible. Well, maybe the last part was editorial, but I believe I've, I myself have played it at Yegpan and it was like, I'm good. I'm done.
0: But I never said I played one ball and walked away. He
1: said somebody at an Australian show who's in the know. I I assumed he meant you. I don't know who it was. Who else would be it? Ryan C? I I have to go back and listen to Jesse J's Pinball Adventures, to. No, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I played a foot game. Did you? I think so. Um, (laughs) But remember... I don't think I was harsh about Spinal Tap. I talked about some of the things that I thought that they could change. A couple of minor changes, and it would actually make it a great game. So that's actually what I said. So it wouldn't
1: be I wasn't rubbishing it at all. Anyway, I don't get that. I just don't understand why he's bashing the United States, which the last time I checked, and you and I are foreigners to that country, might be the number one pinball market in the world. I wouldn't shit on them. That just, uh, if, I, if I'm if i a manufacturer or a pinball company, I might make concessions to, to please that country that is going to be buying more pinball machines than anybody else. But anyway, he got burned a few times by, I forget what he was saying, PayPal or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was PayPal. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, right? Who knows? How many machines does he want to sell? And yeah, has yeah. he got enough customers in the rest of the world to be able to make? That's it. Maybe he doesn't need to sell to There is America not a because- bigger
1: market for Spinal Tap than the United States. For sure.
0: I'm sure that's probably true, but if he if let's say he only wants to sell two hundred, five hundred thousand and he can get those from around the world, that's all he needs. He might not
1: as I say he might not need the US market. You're being politically correct. I, I, I can sense it. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not. I'm I'm saying that because we're in a similar boat, but obviously we're we're nice to our US customers, but you know, he's from, from day one. His business model yeah. has not looked at the U.S., so he's not counting any sales from the U.S. at all, and yet he's still continuing to make machines.
1: It was interesting to hear him talk about, I guess, originally being in China and how difficult it is to import anything in China. So, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I think I remember hearing Damien say, you know, he didn't know any better when he was first making Celts and he just kind of made everything and, and I don't know, obviously sure. there's been changes and stuff, but uh, you know, it was d- certainly different laws in Australia than there would be in China, but now I guess Mike and Homepin is in Taiwan and uh, hey man, best of luck to you. Whatever I think of anybody I like to see all pinball companies do well. It's better for everyone. I hate hearing horror stories. Nobody likes that. It's bad for everybody, but um, you don't want to see anybody get burned, but uh, yeah, I, I, gave, I gave that podcast a listen, so Thanks, Dr. John. Hope you're having fun at BPAC. Awesome. Oh, we've got a few other things to talk about. If we can just skip over the fact that I won our league, um, I don't really want to talk (laughs) about it's an important oh. league a lot of a lot of great players it's i've played it nine years never won it before so I, let's just i don't even want to bring it up so let's, okay let's not talk about it then we'll make, okay we'll just no, move on it. we move will on. cut that out we will not talk no. about the big victory Nice trophy. okay Huge.
0: fuck's sake tell big me about one. this fucking hmm? fucking league that you fucking no, no, won no, just no. tell me it's, you know you want to if you don't you're gonna somehow slip it in anyway so just do it go it do it now go you won a league congratulations Congrats, you well done.
1: Gun to my head, I will quickly say it is a six-week <laughs> league with the last four weeks <laughs> counting. You play six games. So you actually play them twice. It's kind of fun. It's unique. Then you have the big playoffs. It's a long day. It's grueling. Yeah, I won. Okay, fine. Let's move on. This show is not about me. This is totally about, really, it, it, are we getting sponsorship money from Haggis? Uh, no. no. <laughs> you want some i think
0: i think after this episode you probably should um so okay was it a big deal like i mean winning winning any sort of tournament or, oh, league or anything is big was this actually
1: this. a big deal for you like was it a big deal for me uh, again i'm just trying to whip through this just sh- be as possible. normal
0: about it was it good did you enjoy winning
1: boner alert fucking right it was nine <laughs> years i've been trying to win this fucker so it's a, it was a huge deal. Now. Some of the best players weren't there. I, that is the truth. I'm not going to discount that for anything, but uh, I'm not going to, you know, not mention that. I don't care. I want it. My name's on the trophy. I get to keep this trophy for six months. It's huge. It's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. exciting. We'll see how that carries over again to Yegpin coming up. Now, again, this will be airing roughly around Yegpin. The next big event for me is, I've run into a lot of big events. Pinball profile tour, those are nice little one-stop things. A lot of travel, a lot of a lot of work more so before the event happens than the actual event. The event is turnkey. It's fine. This one, and you know firsthand about this, running Melbourne Silverball. I'm running the Beast, August 4th through 6th at Pocketeer Billiards in Buffalo, New York. Myself and some a lot of great volunteers. Adam Becker's gonna help TD it. We've got lots of techs and I'm looking forward to that. Bruce Nightingale, Shane Jackson, uh, the volunteer list. My goodness, I need a lot of shifts covered. I've, people have stepped up for that. And I remember you talking about Melbourne Silverwall. All I give a shit about is people have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Like that, yep. that weight on my shoulders is the most, it's the most pressing thing is have I covered everything? Whether you play shitty or not, I don't care about that. Are the machines going to be great? Yeah, shit's going to break down. I've got techs on hand. We've got enough games in the bank that no one's going to be screwed pricing is is certainly very fair i'm excited to do, i'm really excited to bring this to to buffalo and uh it's a biggie okay how many people do you expect to be there already over 100 signed up fantastic that's awesome for three it, there's even a fourth day too because i figured people will be there the night before so i'm like you know what fuck, we'll just have a quick little five-hour tournament people are going to be there if you want to play great but the, the main thing starts on the friday morning but People probably coming mm-hmm. in Thursday night. Here you go. And what's the format? It's a pump and dump. So you got a main event, you've okay, got good. a classics event, you've got a women's event. Those are the three big ones. And then you've got uh, for those that don't make the main on Sunday, I've got a three strikes tournament. Because people book hotels and they, they're there Saturday night and like, oh fuck, I didn't make the finals. What am I gonna do Sunday? Now you've got something to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. Well that's good. But is this considered your tournament? Are you, is this like presented by Jeff
1: Diolis? Yeah, it's it's presented okay. by Pocket Billiards and Pinball Profile and Fantastic. I American Pinball to come on board uh, with some sponsorship money to uh, add to the prize pool. I'm excited about that. Excellent. Yeah. it's it's We've got 15 games in the Bang Bank, 11 in Classics, 9 in the Women's, and uh, basically the Classics and Women's Banks will be used for the Three Strikes Tournament on the Sunday. And then there's a whole probably other 40 games on Coindrop. Now, my games for the Beast are not on Coindrop. That's kind of covered with the administration fee. We've got some coin up. They got a full menu there, which is kind of nice. That's something new to the Pocketeer Billiards. Uh, so you don't really have to go anywhere. The hotels are pretty cheap around the area. It's good. Okay. I'm excited. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, you should be. Yeah. Not nervous from the sense that, oh, what if something goes wrong? I mean, every little detail. Like when I go to Yegpen, I'm going to play, but I'm also looking at every aspect of because they do it right. I'm like, okay, got this, got this picking brains and stuff like that just not missing a beat of course i got never drained software with carl d'angelo he's going yeah. with me oh it's gonna be fun the beast if you're around new york uh, area certainly uh upstate new york buffalo new york pocket billiards august 4th 5th and 6th we'd love to have you um saw so the the poster or the artwork for it looks great i had chris Franchi do that did you i did i asked him and uh He was extremely nice to me. Let's just play that. And I don't expect anything like that to be free. I would never ask a friend of that. And so uh, I commissioned him and he gave me one very nice deal. And uh, I don't want to put him on the spot because now everyone will bug him, but he's a good guy. And uh, I I knew he would do do a bang up job. I got him to sign a bunch of limited edition posters. People are buying those up too. So they'll they'll be gone like that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Um, Is it going to be streamed? It is going to be streamed. Thank you for asking. The Pinballers on the Pinball Network, Mike, Lisa, Carter Castleman. Carter won't be there, but Mike and Lisa will be there. They're going to be doing all the streaming. So they're coming down from Ottawa. The streaming was pretty important for me because here's the thing. There's so many great tournaments around and we had questions about that in previous shows. To be big, you got to look big. You got to end, can run a tournament and that's fine and dandy, but some places do it right. And we see it at District 82 with Fox City's Pinball, the great streaming that they do. And of course, Indisc and all the big tournaments have, have great streaming. So uh, the Castlemans have really come through with that. So I think we've got everything kind of covered. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Look forward to seeing it. I'm going to watch. Yeah, it'll be good. And Enjoy- I look forward to seeing you in the booth. Oh, fuck yourself. You're saying that because I'm going to be done quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like
0: that's not that much of a puzzle.
1: It's funny. I got, I, so um, Yagpin's coming up and they sent out a schedule for those who want to stream. And I'm just letting you know this. It was sent to me, Teolus, you're doing the finals and this, 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 and this. And I didn't say anything about that. Oh, what if I make? No, he's probably right. I probably won't make it. <laughs> Yeah, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't the that's reality, funny. yeah. Get
0: but that's it. okay, because at least, at least you've got it locked in, and then you can order, organize a substitute if you do get into the finals. So I think that's a wise
1: decision. You and I know that isn't happening. No, I know. I'm just trying to be nice. Holy shit, we whined and said, we're not going to do another show if we don't get any emails. Like, people don't even fucking care. Whoops. That was <laughs> Yeah, <a mistake>.
0: unfortunately. <laughs> Because I think, hadn't we said, if we don't get any emails, we're actually not going to do any more recording? Wasn't that what
1: happened? Well, why should we put in the effort? If you fuckers listening to our free program don't give us any feedback, good or bad. Yeah, well. We shouldn't say good or bad because it all came back and it was. Uh, it all, yeah. I think the, the, the general consensus of all the emails
0: that we got was, yeah, you guys are shit, but we still want to listen to your shit.
1: Maybe it makes other podcasts better. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Ian um, Dungeon. It's a gym. Yeah, Jim. There's still a few people listening. Actually, I saw the both of you at TPF, but you both seem busy, so I just lurked around. Perhaps next go around. Probably best to stay away, Jim. Good call. Funny, <laughs> I'm in the States, and the C-bomb is still just a word to me. It's all just words, and they have no power beyond that, which, uh, which we give them. Good point, Jim.
0: I, the only thing I took out of that was... Dude, I don't care how busy we are. Okay, if someone could just walk past the hackers booth and say, Jeff's a cunt, and not even stop, you could have done the same, yeah. is all I'm saying. That's all. You didn't have to stop us. You can just walk past and say the obvious fact and keep going.
1: Michael Roche has no problem doing that. As he wrote, <laughs> hey, cunts, here's the email. Now keep doing your talky thing for us. Dance, I say. Dance for us all with your mouths. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's
0: funny. Uh, yeah. Um, Steve Condra says, don't stop the show. Or do. It's up to you, really. I don't care. But you know, at this point, Ian is still listening just to hear his name every episode. Seriously, you guys are hilarious. And I always love listening to your exceptionally prepared and professionally rap podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this oh, one's going to take a while. Oh, here we go. Is this the one that's got my favorite start?
1: Is it Ed's? <laughs> yep. This is a long one, but it's really well written. And we can, we're can we going to read the email, but we're going to interject here. Okay. This is from Ed from Denmark, who, by the way, if you recall, at the IFPA 18, he's a great player. I gave him a signed Marty and Jeff final round postcard, if you will, that said to the biggest cunt in Denmark and maybe the world. <laughs> How did he respond to us, uh, Marty? <laughs> so, it's just,
0: this stuff just makes my day. Basically, here's how the email starts. Fuck off, you dusty guns!"
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That's just... Uh, I don't know. He said, I actually made notes on what to comment on during your episode. But when you started begging for emails or you would kill yourself, I almost didn't want to. <laughs> And then you even had the nerve to call me out personally. Deal weeds. I love this guy already. Mm -hmm.
1: Have you not met Ed before? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. He's. How do I describe Ed? Um, Well, you think there's something wrong with him when you first look at him. and I don't mean a disrespect, but you think he's not well. He's obviously had or needs some sort of facial reconstruction. It looks like he's had maybe six, maybe five strokes. Mm-hmm. just the way his i mean he's nice he's a sweetheart of a guy but just um an absolute goblin really like he's <laughs> um he's best for emails he's probably the best that's i if i were having to do a police sketch artist that's what i would say but it uh <laughs> okay Here, this oh, now his, this is him commenting on the last show First off, it's not a European thing to have a playfield protector. We talked about that. That was the thing that shocked me. He goes, it's probably a German thing, though you might see it in other places around Europe, but definitely not all the people agree on the pleasure you get from most players like to play without plastic. It does change the game. And we talked about that last time for sure. Now moving on to, wow, wow. Shut the He said, now let's move on to the ridiculous headlamps. Ed, you ignorant slut headlamp there's nothing wrong he's about to shit on headlamps here's what ed thinks and i know everything i just described to him was all bullshit he's a really tall guy so Mm -hmm. he's close to the sun so he doesn't need fucking lighting (laughs) he said i thought we already agreed that pinball is not for old men anymore he might be onto something there Mm -hmm. the young with fresh flesh and eager eyes are taking over but in all seriousness i played next to a headlamp in the very dark part of the room in fulda no matter how hard you try not to turn your head you will always be moving around following the ball And exactly that's what happened to me, where the player's headlamp next to me casted shadows on my game, which made it hard for me to follow the ball. So Ed, I agree with you. If somebody's headlamp is affecting your game and they are turning your head, of course you put up your hand and say, hey man, this guy's you know basically shining a light on my game. Totally agreed. But that's not what I said. If you are not doing that problem, and like I said last time, Trent Ogenstein, Andy Rosa, those guys are pros. They might as well have neck braces on. Actually, Andy Rosa did have one on. I hope he's doing well because he had some surgery there. But they they don't fucking move their head. That lamp is on their game and their game alone. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. What else does he talk about?
0: I I just want to say something about that there. What happens in those situations is somebody else is causing the problem that makes you feel like you're an asshole for having to put your hand up and dob on somebody. You know what I mean? Where I think what he's saying is people shouldn't be doing this to begin with. And now he's the asshole. So no, the problem is no. But you you just said yeah. Well, all you got to do is put your hand up. Yeah, but somebody don't want to put their hand up and go. I'm dobbing on that person, and now I'm the asshole. You know what I mean? Like that person shouldn't be moving their head around and casting shadows on a game next to them they shouldn't happen
1: for the European championship for the world championship if somebody's doing something to distract me I don't care what they think of me I'm putting my hand up
0: that's fine you're an asshole we know that Mm -hmm. some people are nice and some people feel reluctant to do that oh yeah Ed's a
1: sweetheart he's a he's yeah Denmark model for sure like he's the best give me a break
0: sure no but I've also seen people okay I remember once seeing somebody playing a game this isn't a tournament and it was a big tournament and the machine next to the malfunction and, you know, the, the play field came up, the glass, you know, the glass came off, the player came up. Someone then went in between the machines to try and fix m- while someone's playing and they were just quite a shy person and didn't say anything. And what they should have said was, oi, fuckers, get the fuck out of here. But some people just, they're not like that. They don't want to create a scene. But now that person who shouldn't have been working on that machine in the first place, makes it look like this person's the asshole and that's how they're going to feel. Mm. So that's all I'm saying on that is that it's easier to say, well, you just put your hand up. Some people just don't want to do that and they shouldn't have to. Mm. There you go.
1: Ed's a cunt. That's all I'm going to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Point well made then. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's fast forward down. He he liked your banks of games, blah, blah, blah. Medieval Madness and AFM are totally different games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. That's true. Okay, don't just gloss over it. It's true. They don't play like at all.
0: There are similarities. Come on. I don't, I don't doubt that there are similarities, but again, we've said there are similarities between Metallica and Guardians of the Galaxy. They do not play the same.
1: Yeah. So that's Fine. all. Fine, Ed fan. <laughs> oh, this is heartfelt. Hold on a second here. This one. This one touches the heart. As much as I like teasing you, as much as I actually love you guys, don't let it go to your heads, I had about 10 minutes left to go on the episode for my bike home from work on Friday, and it saved my day after a long, hard, stressful week. Well, we're glad that we helped in some way. Ed, he said, you guys always manage to make me laugh, even in public, just by your natural interaction with each other when you're not even trying to be that funny. Is he saying like we're funny looking? What's he saying there?
0: He said, okay, you're not even trying to be that funny. We're not trying to be funny because we know we're not funny. Mm -hmm. It's
1: not like we're stand-up comedians. Come on. Yeah, I didn't. Mm, you wanted to. <laughs> you fucking wanted to.
0: Uh, I did.
1: What is it? That, what I, I get I think it's the egging. I think hmm. a few people especially in the last 10 years in my pinball life that have been trying to get me to do this again or or reveal some stuff. Hmm. And I have a lot of friends on Facebook. Let's just say that that have seen me do stand up. They're not pinball people cuz didn't do it during the pinball days. So, yeah. Look up. It's out there, man. It happened. Yeah, I'm um, moving it on. Anyway,
0: let's go on to the next email. The next email says, your files are nearly ready to be uploaded. Click below to see how easy it is to complete your Dropbox setup. You'll be able to access your files from anywhere.
1: Why are you reading that? Well, that was the next email. So well, I just deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what know, did Mark say? what we were reading
0: out emails. Okay, this is from Mark. It says, Marty slash Jeff. Love the show. I only listen to a few podcasts and yours is one of them. He said, just for the record, when the $1 IFPA thing came down, only one person was hostile. The rest of us couldn't care less, and we're, we were embarrassed. In fact, we still joke about it. And he said, and Jeff, Jurassic Park 3 is pretty good. Heard you say you never
1: saw it. Hmm. Is that the one where they're in San Diego, or is that two? I forget.
0: I don't know. Jurassic I Park 3. I just thought
1: 3, it was like, eh. It's
0: okay. It's all right. No, all of them. It's okay. So one, eh. It's one where they had pterodactyls. It was It was okay. You know, it was like Fast and the Furious 10 or James Bond 12 or Mission Impossible 7. It's, it was just, they'd run out of fresh story
1: is really what it was. Listen, there's no denying how big that movie was. A monster movie. For God's sakes, when the Toronto NBA franchise was awarded a team, they called it the Raptors. Why? Because of the popularity of Jurassic Park. It has nothing. What the hell do Raptors have to do with Toronto? And now somebody's going to email me, well, the fossils found and but I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's basketball. You could have called them the Toronto Towers. Oh, there's a CN Tower. There's a lot of different names <laughs> over there. The Raptors was only, only because of Jurassic Park. So I get how big the movie was. I'm just saying it was fine to watch. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad, I never said it was a bad movie. It just was like, I don't need to see it again. Yeah,
0: there you go. All right, and just our final email is uh, a new sign in on Windows. We noticed a new sign up to your Google account on a Windows device. If this was you, it was you me. don't need to do anything. If not, we'll help you secure your account. Check activity.
1: So it's called spam. You don't have to read the spam.
0: That doesn't count it's as not sp- actual weird. spam because I, I I did sign in on my new laptop. So it was me who did
1: it. I knew the no. timestamp was when I did it. Nope. we both did it then.
0: We must have both done it at the same time.
1: Yeah, we just we can't get enough of it. We're always refreshing our email to see if anybody...
0: Yeah, basically what we said was, oh my God, we got so many emails. So that just included a Google security alert.
1: All <laughs> right, don't you have some centaurs to make? Uh, or, I do. And one cuntar?
0: Yes, I do.
1: <laughs> I'm excited.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: I have to fly to Edmonton. I have to get ready. And then the Beast, oh boy. Mm-hmm. I'll nice. do you a favor, Marty. I, I, I even... As busy as I am, I think you're busier. I will edit this show. What?
0: Yeah, great. Good. Thank you. As you should, because it'll never get done otherwise.
1: I've made notes just take out that whole thing about my league win. uh, I can can cut some time there.
0: Okay. Uh, For sure. So, where can people reach us, Jeff?
1: Marty's direct (laughs) phone number is is 1342. I don't know. Uh, No, because you don't know my direct number. uh, I don't think I do. Mm. That's kind of sad. Like we're buds and we don't have each other's phone numbers. Because we don't well, we don't talk to each we talk to each other over Messenger effectively. So I'm getting for clamped. I'm a little sad I don't have your phone number. With that being said, I couldn't tell you my son's phone numbers.
0: No, I know it's exactly right. <laughs> No, exactly right. Um but basically you're stalling, and so the answer is phonorand pinball at gmail.com, it's final podcast on Instagram and it's at phonorampin on Twitter.
1: And if you want to send us a fax, you can do that at
0: Pager mm-hmm. uh, number
1: is bah ba ba. Yes.
0: Oh smoke signals will also work.
1: All right. You work on the uh, lovely graphic. God only knows what it's gonna be for episode seventy one. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll get ready for Edmonton and the Beast. We'll try to yeah. s- we'll try to squeeze a show in before the Beast. Uh that would be two weeks from now. I think we can do it. Yeah, I reckon you can. If we can, we can. Yeah, There's no problem. We'll give it a go. <laughs> what if we don't and if we don't get any emails, what do we do? it'll be the same. Never
0: record again. That's it. Correct. That's, that's, what. that's a promise.
1: I like that. I like the threat. Mm. Same. Thanks everyone. Speak soon. See you Marty. Bye.